And uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week eight of the NFL Pepe Parlay edition. I'm your host, Joe Pepe Manuelli. And um, I'm uh, here to review week seven. Uh, the best part about last weekend was I was in Vegas with uh, my good friend, partner, Bernsey, uh, Eric Bernsey Burns. Um, we were out in Vegas uh, actually checking out the scene in, um, in preparation for uh, Super Bowl. As you all know, Super Bowl is going to be in Vegas this year. Uh, no Filter will be there. Media Row somehow, somewhere playing some kind of a role. Uh, Media Row actually is going to be out in uh, Mandalay Bay this year. Just a, a short bridge walk over to Allegiant Stadium, which is hosting the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Um, I mean, I've been going to Vegas for Super Bowl weekends for years now, uh, over 20 years with a bunch of boys, a bunch of my, my buddies, uh, most of them from Toronto, but it's really spread out all over the place, Bay Area, New York. And uh, this is the first year that uh, the Sin City folks will be hosting the event. It's going to be sheer madness. Uh, but we spent some uh, quality time up at uh, in Old Vegas, actually, on Fremont. At Circa, uh, so I want to mention them up there on our other on our sponsor list. Uh, Circa Casinos, the best sports book in Vegas. I mean, bar none. It is absolutely phenomenal, and you have the choice of actually checking out the action indoors or outdoors. They have this incredible outdoor pool area with fabulous TV screens. Um, you know, if that's what floats your boat, uh, the place is packed on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays, of course, for the college football action, and then Sundays starting, you know, 10 a.m. right through to Sunday night football. Uh, fabulous, fabulous place. We'll probably be having. Um, well, I can't. I can't really announce anything right now. I don't want to announce anything right now. But uh, um, don't be surprised if we end up doing something with our friends at Circa during Super Bowl, and maybe even before that. So, uh, without further ado, I, uh, as you guys know, who, those of you who've been following the show. Um, we, uh, we give you a Thursday night pick, uh, typically a teaser. We do two parlays on Sundays and then uh, a pick or, or a teaser out to either the Sunday night game or Monday night football. Um, we had a pretty good season so far before last week. And uh, I will say, you know, you're going to get the full view from me here. Uh, you know, you're going to get the absolute truth. <laughs> And nothing but the truth, so help me God. Um, and last week was pretty tough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, I'll go through the picks that we had uh, really quickly. But, uh, I, I, you know, over the course of a 17-week season, uh, there's going to be weeks where we do really, really well. Uh, we've had a couple of weeks already where we've won, uh, uh, where we've hit at least one parlay and one teaser. Uh, you know, because of the acceleration of those parlays, those end up being huge winners. We're up a thousand dollars, or you know, if you the way you count it, we, if every unit is a hundred dollars uh, for the year. Um, and uh, and then there's weeks where you know things just don't go your way. These are the weeks that, uh, quite frankly, the bookies in Las Vegas uh, makes their money. And last week was just one of those weeks. Um, I saw one interesting stat. I think there was five or six games last week that had more than 72% of the money uh, went the other way. So again, just a fabulous weekend for the folks 
in uh, in Las Vegas or wherever your bookie happens to be. I'll run through the picks. Uh, you know, it started off on Sunday. Uh, Eric and I were both at, uh, um, we got invited to a Thursday night football party. And um, at Circa, we were actually sitting uh, with a bunch of folks. And, uh, you know, we spoke to some of the folks at Circa who run a huge professional book. Uh, the Sharps play at Circa. And the money was almost overwhelmingly uh, favoring the, uh, the Saints. We had money on the Saints as well. Uh, we picked the Saints. We, we didn't love this game, so we just did one unit. That's basically the end of the good news for us um, for this weekend. Uh, Moreau had, uh, you know, Saints came rushing back. Moreau had the ability to catch a ball in the end zone uh, that, quite frankly, uh, at the NFL level, you just, it's a catch you have to make. With the game on the line, with Thursday Night Football being the only game on the slate, all eyes are on you. Uh, the kid was devastated. He'll bounce back. I really like Moreau as, as a, a longer-term tight end as long as he stays healthy, but completely blew that catch. And that threw our bet you know, out the window. So we, we started off the week um, with an unlucky break, if you will. And then it just proceeded to go downhill from there. Uh, like if you go through the, the, the lines, we, we, our, our back up the truck pick of the week lines got destroyed against the Ravens. Absolutely destroyed. Baltimore is in this beautiful zone right now. And uh, they just kick their asses. And what I love about the Lions organization is they, they called it, you know, after the game, they're like, yeah, we went into Baltimore and had our asses handed to us. Um, and you move on and you go play the next game the following week. Uh, Bears, you know, covering and beating uh, the Raiders. Uh, Washington losing to the Giants. We like we we got absolutely everything wrong, which is actually not that uh, easy to do. Uh, late slate was the same thing. Steelers beat the Rams. Um, the Broncos beat up on the on the Packers, and my Dolphins got destroyed. I don't know about destroyed. I mean that Dolphins Eagles game was really hard to watch um, as a as a fan. Uh, the Dolphins got 10 penalties and the Eagles got none. There was so many obviously blown calls. Um, you know, the, the head of the, the officiating crew happens to live 30 miles from the stadium. Um, all I was missing was this freaking fly Eagles fly at the, t- at, the, at the end of him making each freaking call against the Dolphins. Um, but that being said, um, you know, the Eagles won uh, the tush push was uh, a controversial play that they ran. You know, it was fourth and one at their own 25-yard line, Miami down by eight or something, and they go for it, which is incredible. Um, goes against every analytical conversion, but nobody plays a tush-push better than the Eagles. We, nobody can stop them. And, uh, and, and, and the Dolphins were trying all kinds of stuff, you know, lining up inside the neutral zone, getting a couple of bad penalties that way, trying to jump over the top. Nothing worked. Um, and you know, the late parlay was a disaster. And then finally, <laughs> speaking of disasters, uh, the Niners, uh, were playing against the Vikings and the Vikings are like, where did this team come from? Like they were fast. They were quick on the ball. They hit hard. Um, now the Niners were injured. Uh, they were playing a little bit, um, you know, understaffed, if you will, Debo Samuels missing a few games. But Ayuk uh, just wasn't himself. He played with an injured quad, I believe. Um, 
couldn't get anything going. Uh, Kittle had a great game. Uh, Brock, though, in the last two possessions, showed that he's human and uh, basically gave up the ball in the last two possessions through two really bad interceptions. Uh, and then we found out this week that he's in concussion protocol, will likely miss next week's game. So all in all, when we review how he did last week, there's just one conclusion. We'll give it one big fucking X and you say sayonara week seven. Let's get back on the horse because we certainly got tossed off the horse this week. And let's try again. That's the best I can do for you guys. And I really do apologize. And by the way, going back here, you know what this means unit wise, we lost one unit Thursday. So we basically gave uh, one, two, three, four, five units back. We're up five units. We're up 500 bucks. If the unit is $100 for the season, it's not bad. But, you know, this is Pepe's parlay. We, uh, we need to do better than we did last week. So uh, we'll shake ourselves off. We did a little bit more research. If you notice, I moved the show back from Wednesday to Thursday. Uh, I went back to that. That seemed to have been a winning, winning formula. We started off on Thursdays. Um, and let's go through it. And I'm going to start off with uh, my first pick. And, and this is one that I'm, you know, fairly confident about. Um, I, I really like the Bills tonight. And, you know, what I really, really like is um, I, li I like the over in this game. Uh, both teams are not, um, I'll say, super capable of stopping the opposite team. Tampa was really disappointing last week. They've been playing pretty solid. Uh, but this Bills team, man, I, I tell you, like, they need to turn things around. They're a different team at home. Uh, I expect them to come out strong tonight. I expect Diggs to have a big game. Uh, Josh Allen to have a big game. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, a guy to watch for is Kincaid um, out on tight end, rookie tight end for the Bills. Uh, and look, on the other side of the ball, Mike Evans is having a really, really good uh, season this season. I think that the Bucs can score some points. You don't need them to score a lot if you want to cover uh, an over here. So we're going to go two units this week. We're going to go Bills. We're going to bring that line down to two and a half. Uh, the Bills are just not in a position to blow teams out this year. And I don't think the Bucs are that kind of team. I can see the Bills winning by five or six today. Uh, that eight and a half line is a little aggressive for me. So let's tease that down to two and a half. So over like under a field goal. Uh, and then we bring the over to 37 and a half. So we can have a, a 27 to, you know, 20 game tonight. Um, maybe a 24 to 20 game uh, in favor of the bills. We'll cover that 37 and a half fairly easily. Um, I'm going to take a look at it at game time. I might just play that over at 43 and a half on its own as well. Uh, but I really, really like two units to start off the week with the Bills uh, covering the 37 and a half once it gets teased down. Uh, let's move down to some of the games on Sunday. Uh, start off with the early games. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, who are hosting the Steelers. Now, I took a little bit of a different approach this week. I was looking at uh, some of the score differentiation. So if you actually look at points scored versus points allowed, uh, Jacksonville has been like this exceptionally solid team this year. This is a team that played two weeks in London. They played on the road last week. 
Um, and they're playing on the road again this week, but they have a really positive uh, points differentiation. The Steelers are somehow winning. Yeah, I think they're at four and two now. And you look at that lineup, you look at that team, and you say, how in the hell did that happen? Uh, that's going to catch up to them. They, they just have a huge negative differential. So I fully expect the Jags to uh, cover easily on Sunday. They are my back up the truck. Don't tell the wife how much we're betting on this game tonight. Pick of the week. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three easily will cover against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, let's move right along to the New York Jets. Uh, they are visiting the New York Giants. Um, I mean, look, the Giants seem to have gotten their act together. Um, they're, you know, they've had a couple of decent games. Uh, that offensive line, though, I swear they go to Home Depot and they look for guys to say, hey, have you ever played football before? We're going to put you on our O-line. Uh, they keep uh, having injuries. Uh, I like their backup quarterback. Tyrod is actually stepping in and he's doing okay. Uh, but that being said, I think they're going to be exposed. The New York Jets, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. However, I think the Jets come out on top. The Jets have to be feeling fairly good about themselves right now. So Miami lost last week. Buffalo lost. So you got a couple of, you know, Miami is at five and two instead of being at six and one. So they're within range. And then you got the Buffalo Bills who are at four and three. So the Jets are saying, hey, I just got to play 500 ball here. Hope Aaron Rodgers comes back early the last four or five games. And I got a shot. I got a shot at making a wild card spot. So this is the mentality of the Jets this year. The Giants are not playing for a playoff spot. They're just hampered with too many injuries. And even though this game is at, quote, unquote, Giant Stadium, it's in New York, I think the crowd's going to be about a 50-50 crowd. And I personally like the Jets to cover minus three. Uh, and then finally, look, I just love my Houston Texans. I love C.J. Stroud. Absolutely in love with the way these guys are playing. The Carolina Panthers have yet to win a game. Uh, they're in a world of hurt. Uh, they're at, I think, 0-6 right now. Uh, I like the Texans to keep rolling on the road. So if you actually look, this is going to be a really strange one. And I don't think I've ever done this before. But uh, I'm basically picking three teams that uh, are three-point favorites on the road to each go out there, win and cover for my first leg of the parlay. Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the New York Jets, and then finally the Houston Texans. One, two, three for our early parlays. Uh, let's take a look at our afternoon parlays. We have, um, you know, three pretty interesting games here again. First off, this is a, the, the Seattle Seahawks playing at home versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns will not be playing with their starting quarterback. Again, that doesn't seem to have hurt them that badly. They are playing exceptionally well on defense. Uh, but you still have to score some points in this league. Uh, I like the Seattle Seahawks to win at home, like a rookie quarterback going to play in Seattle. Look, if you're a veteran quarterback, Seattle is one of the hardest places to play when you're playing on the road. Um, I'm personally believing that Seattle will have enough. Uh, again, close game, like 17 to 10 type game. You know, it's going to be one of these like brutal battles, like Cleveland Browns will pound the shit out of you. Right. The dot pound will pound you. 
Um, it's going to be a grueling match, but I think Seattle at home will be able to cover those three and a half points. Keep an eye on that line. Love it if it drops to three or even two and a half, but you might even want to buy half a point to keep it down to a field goal. It's going to be that kind of a game, uh, but I think Seattle will come out on top in the first leg. Uh, second leg of the parlay, Broncos uh, will be going to Kansas City. Uh, the Taylor Swift show continues. Seven and a half point favorites. Kansas City is now unquestionably with, with the Buffalo Bills faltering, with Miami faltering. They're the last man standing right now in the AFC. They are the unquestionable AFC team to beat at this point. Mahomes is just rolling. He's doing great. Um, the Chiefs picked up McCole Hardman. Like they, they need some help at, at the wide receiver position. I love the, the Pacheco-McKinnon combo in the backfield. Uh, they're able to run the ball. They have a much more balanced offense. Uh, Kelsey, man, like what did he get, 186 yards last week? Scored that crazy touchdown where he's like at the two-yard line and takes the ball behind his back and does like a matrix move to put one into the end zone, which was freaking insane. A little showing off for, for the Taylor Swift girlfriend thing happening there. Uh, but I think that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Swifties keep rolling this week. Uh, seven and a half is a lot, but this is the Denver Broncos we're talking about. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win and cover comfortably. Uh, and then finally, we have an interesting match. So this one was, we've got the 49ers in Santa Clara uh, coming up against the Bengals. Now, the, the Niners played two games on the road, lost both games. A few weeks ago, people were talking about in the Bay Area, can this team go 17-0? Can they be perfect? Who's going to stop the Niners in the NFC? Uh, and now we saw, you know, honestly, a couple of things. Injuries, first of all. If you lose one or two weapons on this offense, it makes a difference. Offensive lines matter. They've got some offensive line injuries that they have to contend with. Uh, but then the biggest thing, honestly, is Brock Purdy showed he's human. You know, uh, he lost his first two games as a starter in, in the last two games. And now he's going into concussion protocol. So what does that mean? Well, it means that the Niners are going to be playing without Brock. More than likely, they'll be playing without uh, Debo yet again. However, I think Trent Williams might be playing, might be coming back. We'll see. I expect this 49er defense to step it up a little bit more. I want to see them, you know, make some plays. The Bengals have been playing great, but man, you, the last thing you want to do, I don't care who you are. When you lose two games in a row to this 49er team, and now you got to go face them on the road. Um, I don't care who's quarterback. Um, you know, CMC is going to bounce back. He had a rough week last week. Uh, didn't do anything really last weekend. Uh, as long as he's healthy and he's playing. So check that injury report. But I love the, the 49ers at minus three and a half. So if you actually take a look at the two, the two parlays, I'm going like road faves in the first parlay in the afternoon slate i'm going for the home favorites uh to cover in all three instances i i, I looked really really hard to try to find a dog that, that that could surprise there's nothing that really jumped up at me sometimes you know especially when you get your ass handed to you um you you get guilty of of being uh of overthinking i did not want to overthink things this week uh, i wanted to stick to the plan i wanted to stick to uh, looking at the run differentials of every team, 
uh, looking at how teams play on the road versus playing, you know, at home. And, um, and then I just take a look at, you know, the recency bias, like, are people overreacting one way or another about a team that's winning or losing, you know, so I didn't touch um, the, some games that, you know, there's some iffy games that, you know, I, I, that, that are really coin tosses for me at this point. Uh, I'd want to see a little bit more research on that injury report that comes out over the weekend. Uh, I got to say that the game I like the best right now, uh, I love the Bills, but because we're teasing it, I couldn't make it my, you know, pick of the week. Uh, the Jags, I think, are going to continue to roll against the Steelers. And then we'll go to Monday Night Football. And um, Monday Night Football is going to be another interesting one where we have the Las Vegas Raiders plus eight and a half uh, against Detroit. It's a, a Monday night game, primetime game. The Lions got their asses handed to them. I think the Lions win this game, quite frankly. I don't see them losing uh, that badly. They're too well coached. I think they're going to come back and, and rebound from that loss last week. Uh, but Vegas has enough of a team to hang around. So um, I think they cover but still lose the game. Um, at this point in time, just given how the teams have performed, um, I think, again, the Raiders are going to have to establish a run game against the Lions. And I think Baltimore exposed the Lions. Like, the Baltimore showed you how you can beat this team. So, um, anyway, we'll see how that plays out. Also worth looking at, Jimmy G is likely not playing uh, again. So, they're going to be you know, looking at keeping this thing low scoring, trying to run the ball, something that both teams struggled with last week. Uh, but I expect another battle. And in the low-scoring game, eight and a half, two scores, way too much to give away. So I'm going to take the Vegas Raiders with the points. And I don't love it, but, you know, we're going to play it anyway. And like I said, I might tease it uh, under, like, take an extra six points. Like, this thing, you know, Vegas plus 14 and a half and the under might be the play here. Uh, but right now, I'm, I'm just going to guide you on a single unit that – uh, taking the points with the Raiders. So uh, these are my picks for uh, for the week. Uh, if there's any questions in the chat, please do let me know. I have, uh, let's see here, we have a little bit of time left. I uh, just wanted to point out before um, we move on to some uh, other topics, uh, we've got a couple of interesting uh, games coming up this week. Of course, we have the World Series uh that are starting the fall classic featuring uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks versus the Texas Rangers. Um, that was an absolute uh, shit show of a, of a playoff series. The Phillies really uh, completely messed up. Um, Burns, has been going nuts with it and having so much fun. Uh, I love how passionate Philly fans are. I absolutely love how passionate they are. Um, they are so pissed off that they lost two games in a row at home. They really should have been at the World Series. Hats off, though, to Arizona for, you know, really stepping up, man. Like, you won two games in, in hostile territory. Um, Well-deserved. And, of course, the Texas Rangers, who have been rolling. Uh, I personally like the Rangers, if you want to put a series bet on it. Uh, I think the honeymoon comes to an end for Arizona. Uh, and then hockey's back. And uh, just wanted to mention a little shout-out to – uh, Tim Peel, uh, a.k.a. Stripes, and Jeremy Roenick, a.k.a. Snipes. Uh, Snipes and Stripes is uh, now one of the top hockey podcasts on Apple. 
joining Eric Burns and um, Will Clark, Deuces Wild, which is now a top, uh, both shows have been hit, hit the top five in podcasts for Apple uh, in the U.S., so we're extremely proud of that. Um, and so you know, make sure you, you pay attention to those picks, uh, to, sorry, to those podcasts. Make sure that you uh, download them and listen to them wherever you happen to listen to them. Uh, I'm going to be on, try to do it every Thursdays at this time. Uh, just to reiterate my pick for tonight, I'm going with the um, Buffalo Bills in a teaser down to two and a half over 36 and a half. Uh, that is my uh, Thursday bet that I really, really like. So much so that we're going to put two units on that. Uh, Sunday early pick, Jags over the Steelers, Jets over the Giants, and then Texas over Carolina. Sunday late parlay picks, Seattle minus three and a half over the Browns at home. Kansas City to cover easily over the Broncos. They're minus seven and a half. I think they win by 15. Uh, Niners to do what they have to do to win in a close one. Uh, but still, minus three and a half is a lot. Keep an eye on that line, especially once the word gets out that Purdy's not playing. That could drop below a field goal. That would make, make me feel a lot more comfortable. If you want to be super safe, it'll take a little bit of juice off. Money line the Niners so that if they win by one or two, you're still winning that third leg of that parlay. And then finally, Monday Night Football, I've got the Vegas Raiders covering eight and a half against the Lions. Uh, in prime time. So thanks very much for joining me once again. Uh, I'm Joe Manuel, Joe Pepe Manuelli. I'll be uh, doing this again next week. And um, you know, if you want to come check us out, if you're listening to this on, on Apple or Spotify, uh, make sure you check out the show on nofilter.net where you can hit that knock button and come and be a part of the show. Hit the chat and ask us questions that way. Uh, and if not, just you know, you can enjoy the show on our YouTube channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks again for all of your love and support. Uh, let's uh, get back on that horse and start making some money again. Catch you next week. Thank you.